Welcome to Bible Believers Fellowship and the ministry of BBFOhio.com. I'm Pastor Greg, and I welcome you to our study in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 19 and 20, titled, Crown of Rejoicing. The conclusion of this two-part study can be found at BBFOhio.com, where you will also find our contact and donation information at that website again, BBFOhio.com. Now we begin with the current events update and then our study in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 19 and 20, titled, Crown of Rejoicing. This is part one of two. The current events update. Prepping Gen Z and Millennials for the coming Antichrist agenda against Jews and the nation of Israel. OAN had this, uh, it's an op-ed, I guess you'd call it. I was already uh, looking at uh, this for current events and then got a email with this listed as one of the stories. Holocaust education failures aren't just a schooling problem, they're a moral one. An alarming number of young Americans don't know the fact of the holo- or facts of the Holocaust, much less understand its full cultural and historical significance. Nearly two-thirds of millennials and Gen Z Americans didn't know that six million Jewish people were killed, and over half of that subgroup put the death toll at less than two million. This isn't just concerning from an educational perspective, it's an important moral and political reality. Of course, there's a lot of people putting out videos and blogs and that kind of thing, uh, trying to refute the Holocaust. You have pretty much all the uh, uh, anti-Semite types, uh, David Duke, uh, the Christian identity movement, uh, the Nation of Islam, the uh, oh, just on and on it goes. Denying Holocaust deniers are a real thing too. They deny it even happened at all. Here is how it breaks down. So the masses are being brainwashed, so that when Antichrist comes, they will take the mark. And keep in mind, brainwashing isn't just what you're taught; it's also what you're not taught. And uh, what I always tell you to keep that in mind when you hear someone in preaching or teaching and there's that missing note. Mm -hmm. Only someone familiar with the piece of music recognizes the missing note. Same way only those who are familiar with the Word of God notice the missing note. Mm -hmm. Revelation 13, 16, and he calls it all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Now this Uh, Just follow this, the point of this. The mark is the equivalent of selling your soul to the devil. So what we're going to have are uh, a whole class of people made up of every tribe, tongue, and nation who is going to lose their soul before they're dead when they take that mark. That's why passages like Revelation 14.9 says, And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man... And ladies, uh, you don't have to say person. When we speak of man in this sense, mankind, that includes male and female. And the other 75 genders. 
If any man worship the beast in his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, verse 10 says, The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. Are there any exceptions to that? You take the mark, you drink of the wine of the wrath of God, period. Uh, John MacArthur and some others were teaching that even ta after taking the mark, people could still be saved in the tribulation. Now, I've t been told he's retracted that teaching, but others picked up on it, so you'll find it out there. Not according to the Scripture. Take the mark, you're a dead man walking. So that is the point of no return. It's discussed in Proverbs 1 and Romans 1, if you want to read it. So 2 Thessalonians 2, 11 and 12 says, And for this cause, this is talking about the same time period, the Great Tribulation. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. A lot of people love to debate, what's that mean? It's simple. It means those who take the mark are under strong delusion. They're done. There is delusion today, but this is talking about a specific delusion that is yet to come. It comes after the Antichrist appears and he starts causing people to take the mark. It says that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned. They're still alive, breathing, heartbeat, but they're damned. Dead man walking. They believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So those under the strong delusion, after taking that mark, will serve Satan in his efforts to, among other things, to destroy the Jews and the nation of Israel. Those people who are already under a delusion, you want to know who? First of all, anybody who rejects the gospel of Jesus Christ is a candidate. And those who you hear them in, these people in this woke cult are the prime candidates for the mark of the beast and the strong delusion. Uh, Revelation 12.1 tells us this is what's coming. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. Those 12 stars tell us who we're talking about here, the woman is Israel. And uh, the woman of Revelation 12 is represented by 11 stars in Genesis 37.9. Why? Well, I'll explain it. And he dreamed, this is Joseph, he being Joseph, dreamed yet another dream and told it his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. He'd already ticked them off with his previous dreams. And he says, Behold, the sun and the moon and the 11 stars made obeisance to me. Who's those 11 stars? The sons of Jacob. The sons of Jacob are the 12 tribes of Israel. Why does he say 11? Because Joseph wasn't counting himself. He was the 12th. Amen. Now in the book of Revelation, it's very interesting. You come to Revelation 7, uh, you'll find uh, Dan is out and the sons of Joseph both are in, Ephraim and Manasseh. And that's, that's an interesting study. We talked about it in our studies but uh, Genesis 49:28 then says, all these are the 12 tribes of Israel. 12. And this is it that their father spake unto them and blessed them. Everyone according to his blessing, he blessed them. So that shows us that the world is prepped for this major end time prophecy, Bible prophecy. Revelation 12 tells us that they're coming after Israel. 
In verse 13, And when the dragon saw that he was cast under the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. That's Jesus. Now this is why the Roman Catholics and a lot of others like to say that the woman in Revelation 12 is Mary. But there's reasons to see that it's not Mary. And one is that Mary was never represented in Scripture with 12 stars. And that it's true, Mary gave birth to Jesus, but the context in Revelation 12 is the nation of Israel brought forth the Messiah. And so that's the point of the text. So the latest then on Israel, this, just, this is a new report. Israel strikes Gaza after militants fire five rockets overnight. And then Israel... Uh, began retaliating after army raids on Janine camp left 10 dead. Uh, the fighting between Israel and army militants in Palestine intensified overnight. And those are pictures of the uh, rock throwing going on. Hours after deadliest West Bank raids, militants fired five rockets at Israel. The air raid sirens went off in southern Israel soon after the rocket fire, according to uh, Israel Defense Forces' account on Twitter. And you can see them shooting them down. Israel then launched airstrike against Gaza Strip in response to the militant rocket fire. AFP reported that uh, Israel Army launched 15 strikes targeting militant sites in Gaza. 15, that's pretty heavy. The Israeli army said two rockets were fired from Gaza toward Israel at around 3.30 a.m. their time. And shortly after, Israel launched retaliatory strikes and then another three rockets were fired. The Israel army said that most of the Gaza rockets were intercepted by Israel's air defense system. I think we call that Iron Dome. Adding that uh, one landed in an open area and another fell inside Gaza itself. So shooting themselves in the foot. Eh? <laughs> no group has claimed responsibility for the rocket fire, but Hamas and Islamic Jihad, or Islamic Jihad, uh, had uh, earlier vowed to respond to Thursday's army raid in Janine, which killed 10 Palestinians. So that gives you the information you need to know who's behind it all. Israel described the raid as counterterrorism op amid criticism over civilian deaths. They hide behind civilians. That's why they're civilian deaths. IDF even released a uh, footage showing how armed gunmen opened fire at Israeli soldiers. So, um, of course, the uh, you know the white boys that hate Israel and the black Islam that hate Israel. Well, anybody's hating Israel. They they accuse Israel of staging a lot of this stuff because they have so much footage of it, and uh, it's. Nonsense, but that's the reality of what's going on over in Israel right now. All right, we're in First Thessalonians 2. We're just going to read 19 and 20. 20 is a very short verse, so I'm going to have you read that with me. Uh, our study is Crown of Rejoicing, 
We're going to look at the crowns uh, in, uh, in a moment. But let's go ahead and start. Verses 19 and 20, read that with me. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For ye are our glory and joy. Amen? So uh, this is uh, piggybacking on our previous study of the fact that Paul had intended to come more than once to Thessalonica and Satan had hindered them. And uh, he then expresses that uh, one of the main motivations for him coming to Thessalonica was that he wanted to see these people who were such a joy to him and uh, it says for what is our hope or joy it's not talking about salvation it's talking about in uh, well Brian said it when he came in just a little while ago we were still down in the underground chapel and he says uh, "What? How, I'm paraphrasing what he said he says it's just so nice to come in a place where you can get out of the world and come among Christian brothers and sisters. And that's exactly how I feel about it. Um, as far as heavenly reward is concerned, none is greater than saved souls. Now, most of these churches that Paul wrote to, he helped found, if, if not was the leader in the founding of that church. A church planter is what we call them today. Uh, we went to a wedding last night with a young man marrying my cousin's daughter, and he's a church planter down in Louisiana. And, uh, well, uh, that's a strange thing, but in America we, we need a lot of Bible-believing churches where there aren't any. Mm-hmm. So uh, church planting ministry is a great ministry if God's calling you to do it. And uh, Paul, the church planter, did so. He didn't go in there and run ads in the local paper and have a carnival and give away a free car and that kind of thing. Uh, he preached the gospel. And uh, those who believed were then invited to help him build a church, a local church. Because the church is not a building. He built local church. That means people. Amen? The people are the church. Uh, I don't have any reason to believe we're not going to be able to meet here anytime soon. But whether it could be the government or whatever, shut us down, uh, we would still be the church and we would still meet wherever and whenever we could. And so... um, As you read there in verses 19 and 20, we're credited with being faithful messengers of the gospel. Um, What is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Paul uh, is going to be rewarded for what he did there in Thessalonica, preaching the gospel. And then those souls that are saved, imagine how many souls Paul is going to meet Well, he's already met um, up there in heaven. Uh, and you and I, we don't. If you keep giving those gospel tracts out, especially, you just don't have any idea who you're going to meet in heaven is going to say, "This, this is what God used." It may not be the only thing. There may be three or four, maybe a dozen. I don't know. I guess if God credits everybody had something to do with me getting saved, there's going to be a couple dozen at least that had a big impact on me on my way to the cross. <laughs> so. We have to remember we are credited, as I said, with being faithful messengers of the gospel. We're going to be rewarded, I believe. I don't think there's any biblical refutation of what I'm about to say, but we're going to be re- uh, rewarded based on our service, not whether or not the person believed and got saved. 
That's caused a lot of people to stumble in their walk with the Lord because they preach the gospel and they don't see people getting saved. The Bible never says you're ever rewarded because somebody got saved. Do you know that? The Bible simply says you're rewarded by being a faithful minister of the gospel. So that should motivate you. Yeah, a thousand people said no to you last year. Uh, or a thousand people read the tract and none of them got saved or whatever. You're going to be rewarded for being a faithful, what's he say, good and fruitful? Well, well done, thou good and fruitful servant. Why did he not use that word? Because I think he wanted to emphasize it was your faithfulness, even if you didn't see the fruit. Because it's Jesus who does the saving. Um, it's a little embarrassing here once in a while uh, when I've, I've been able to lead somebody to the Lord and then the, uh, I'll be introducing somebody and they'll, or they'll introduce, they'll introduce this, this is the man who saved me. Yeah. Yeah. I know they don't believe I say it, but this is the way they say it. I'm going, oh, now Jesus saved you. I just gave you the gospel. <laughs> but uh, that's important. For, that's a mark of maturity. You know, when they first get born again, they're infants. So they'll say things like that. And we're told that we will receive literal crowns. Um, now, some, I, I think I mentioned this before, but you can actually take crowns and you can stack them. You know, and so I think that's how it's going to be with the crowns in heaven. Scripture with Scripture, this is the scene in heaven. Revelation 4, 8 through 11. Who did I give that to? Mary. Who's me? Oh, Mary. Revelation 4, 8 through 11. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within. And they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Like a song, doesn't it? And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Amen. Amen. There's a lot of debate between some of the uh, brethren about what the 24 elders uh, represent. Some believe it represents the church, and others think it's 12 tribes and 12 apostles uh, because this is in heaven after the rapture, uh, which is, I believe, uh, referred to in verse 1, and, uh, and so forth. But um, the important thing to me is I think if these 24 elders are doing that, you and I have crowns, we're going to do it too. I just believe that. Um, but that tells you these crowns are literal crowns when the Bible is talking about crowns. Uh, just one of these crowns is listed in our text as the crown of rejoicing. There in uh, verse 19, for what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Um, and I believe, of course, that there's a, there is a figurative sense to that here in this world, but... Uh, it's like when you have a baby and some smart aleck comes up and says, ah, you have a tax exemption. There's your little tax write-off. What's he saying? Well, when you do your taxes next year, you can write it off. 
But that child represents that. Same with the use of the word crown, calling these people our crown of rejoicing. It's because that crown is going to be a literal thing in the future for Paul and for anyone who has led people to the Lord, I believe is one of the things he's referring to. The crown of rejoicing is also called the soul winner's crown. And uh, we, we have to be clear about that. We mentioned it numerous times before in the book of Proverbs, he that winneth souls is wise. But uh, in that context, it's talking about business, if you read it in the context. But it's just as true with those who preach the gospel and do the, the Lord's business. <laughs> so the same thing's found in uh, Philippians 4.1. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and longed for my joy and crown. So stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. So the second crown listed is the crown of righteousness. Who's got 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8? Is that Johnny? Mm -hmm. 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. Is that correct? Yeah, okay, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Amen. So, uh, before I move on to that one, there's a sense of uh, faithfulness here. And uh, it's connected to loving his appearing. Uh, I don't think there's a, 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 any kind of contradiction here. I don't think there's a problem. Um a lot of times people want to sum things up in one word or a couple of words. Well, the crown of righteousness, according to what he just said, belongs to those who are faithful in their service to the Lord. How many of you know people who don't, haven't, didn't finish well? Professing Christians, maybe even were pastors, maybe even were Bible-believing. I know some guys, I'm not going to name names here, but we know some people. Amen. We know some people. They once stood for the King James Bible, once preached a real good uh, gospel, clear gospel message, and once uh, stood against the ecumenical thing going on and apostasy, and either they're dead or they're still alive and they're just washed up. But it goes hand in hand. If you're faithful in serving the Lord, I'll guarantee you you're looking for His appearing. So uh, there's no problem there. The third crown listed is the crown of life. Uh, Revelation 2, 8 through 10. Is that Jim? Revelation 2, 8 through 10. And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, 
These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried. And ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Now, some will call this the martyr's crown. Uh, but uh, I think it's a, uh, I, I believe that uh, it's a persecution crown, if you want to call it that. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean you die uh, or killed, murdered, but you're faithful through persecution. You're faithful through suffering. It's one thing to be faithful as a Christian. It's another thing to be faithful while you're being persecuted. Uh, that's not the same thing as you know, Christians struggle because of disease, poverty, those kind of things. But this is talking about uh, that's what makes it different. You're suffering at, for the cause of Christ, and you're faithful unto the death. Again, not for salvation, but for reward. Do you love the Lord enough to die for Him? That's the attitude that these people have. That's the kind of love this crown is given for. Uh, Revelation 12, 11 describes tribulation saints this way. They overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. You know why they didn't love their lives? They were Their love was directed toward the Lord. That's that self-love hogwash that so many people hear throughout their lives, a lot of them. Uh, they...